if I were advising Tiger Woods how to get past this moment, my sense is that um, I would be recommending that he's got to put out more details and facts to get past this. This is Lawyer to Lawyer, the award-winning legal podcast with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. West Coast meets East Coast, and yes, they are attorneys, bringing you the latest legal news and observations every week with the leading experts in the legal profession. Produced right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today. I'm Craig Williams from sunny Southern California. My co-host, Bob Ambrogi, is off today. I write a legal blog called May It Please the Court and have a book out called How to Get Sued. And today's show is sponsored by Clio, which is a web-based practice management software for lawyers at goclio.com. Well, by now, pretty much everybody's heard the Tiger Woods saga, or at least part of it, um, during Thanksgiving week in the early morning hours. Tiger Woods suffered some injuries in a car crash in his own car near his home. He apparently hit a hydrant and a tree near his driveway and was pulled from his car by his wife. A neighbor called 911. The story went public and led to a media frenzy and a lot of public speculation about what's going on. Woods, in turn, has called the incident embarrassing, has since pulled out of a golf tournament, and has refused to meet with investigators at least three times to discuss the matter. He's not really made a statement to police. Apparently, his lawyers indicated that he likely never would. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, uh, Tiger Woods faces a careless driving citation that may have already been issued, including a $164 fine and four points on his license, but no criminal charges. And apparently there is no requirement in Florida that uh, he give a statement to the police. But there are questions that remain. Are there legal issues here and what are his privacy rights? Does he have to talk to police? As a pro golfer, he has endorsement contracts with corporations and morality clauses. Will this incident affect those? What impact will the incident ultimately have on Tiger Woods' public image? And our first guest today is attorney Joshua P. Galper. He is a partner in Oric Harrington's Washington, D.C. office, co-leader of the firm's Law, Policy, and Crisis Group, and a member of the litigation group. Mr. Galper assists clients with problems and issues at the intersection of the law, media, and policy. He focuses on managing and mitigating legal, media, and political risks for strategic and high-profile issues through legal, policy, communications, and crisis management advice. Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer, Josh. Well, thank you very much, Craig. And our next guest is Professor Richard Karcher. He's the director of, of the Center for Law and Sports at Florida Coastal School of Law. Rick teaches primarily in the areas of torts, sports law, and business law. He's written numerous law review articles on a variety of sports law topics, including agent regulation, players' rights of publicity and privacy rights, and most recently, enforcement of college coaches' contracts. And he also wrote a recent law review article entitled Tort Law and Journalism Ethics. Professor Karcher has provided expert testimony in court and before Congress on issues pertaining to rules and regulations affecting sports agents. Rick is also a primary contributor to the Sports Law Blog at sportslaw.blogspot.com. And welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer, Rick. Oh, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Well, let's start off by looking at um, some of the... the, uh, and Josh, I'm going to throw this one to you because it seems to be right up your alley. Uh, what kind of crisis management should uh, Tiger be going through? What are his considerations and how is his public image going to be affected? It's 
a great question, Craig, and it's really, I think, the, the question that's of the moment now, now that the uh, Florida Highway Patrol has said that the case is closed, and that's what I saw in terms of a statement coming out of uh, out of out of their uh, department yesterday. Uh, the question is, what does he need to do? Well, I think um, a lot of us would agree that we're still hearing a drip, drip, drip uh, from, from the faucet in terms of new revelations, things coming out uh, about what happened here. And when you hear that kind of drip, 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 I think what you need to do is to try to turn the faucet off. And some would argue this is even a flood we're hearing with uh, revelations by the minute um, about new uh, alleged um, paramours uh, that, that are uh, popping up. I saw one on the web just in the last couple of hours, um, allegedly from, um, from Las Vegas. So I think what he needs to do is to try and take control of the situation. I would tell a client in this situation uh, that there does uh, need to be a public statement uh, made um, giving some details, uh, because so far there really have been uh, none. There's a recent statement just in the last um, uh, hour or few that, that has gone up talking more about transgressions and that he deeply regrets them, uh, but then again uh, pivoting to the fact that, that in his mind this is a private matter. And I think that the key thing to realize here is that he could certainly choose to keep it a private matter, and he has every right to do so. But if he wants to overcome the crisis that has arisen here, uh, he really needs to address it. And that means um, providing the facts uh, to try and get past this, um, th- this point in time of the story. Well, Craig? Yeah, could jump in there, Rick. Let us know yeah, what the... I, just, uh, um, I guess I have to take exception with some of uh, you know what Josh is saying there. I think um, at this point um, in the day, and, and you Josh said he needs to take control of the situation. Excuse me. He has done that. I don't know what else can be expected of him to do at this point. And and what I mean by that is that while there was all the speculation about, you know, the extramarital affairs or whatever, he basically came out and said he admitted to it. Um, He, um, you know, apologizes to his supporters for it. He did it publicly and he did it in a way that um, reflects Tiger Woods in the way he he operates and the way he handles his professional life. He has always, um, uh, you know, maintained uh, a private life uh, when it, when things involve his family. Um, I think at this point, now that there's the apology and the fact that he's admitted it, um, I think that's a turning point in terms of it'll be interesting to see what the press does from now to the extent the press really takes this thing further and and intrudes into you know, questions of, well, you know, how does this, how is this affecting their marriage? Who are these women, you know, woman or women, whatever? Um, when did it happen? If we, if the press starts going down that road, I think a lot of people are going to um, really question, you know, what the press is doing in the, from this standpoint. I think up until this point, uh, most people say, um, yeah, you're okay doing what you're doing in your investigation. Now, you know, let's just, let him have his own privacy. You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting, uh, Rick. You mentioned that he has taken responsibility for it or apologized for it. I, I'm probably hackneying your words. I don't want to do that. But the key thing is it. What is it? We still don't know. There's still questions out there uh, among everybody. Uh, it may it may seem obvious to us given all of the allegations that are that are in the folks who are coming forward. But uh, my my sense is unless he actually addresses what it is in some very dignified 
uh, hopefully elegant and um, uh, heartfelt way, I don't think he's going to get past this point, and I certainly don't think the press is going to lay off given uh, the eruptions and women coming forward that we're seeing, even the new one today. Right. Well, I didn't. I didn't say the press would lay off him. What I said was <laughs> how the public would react uh, to the press if if it continues to pry. Uh, when we say press, I mean, I mean, I think it's an interesting, uh, you know, point right there. What are we talking about when we say press? I mean, that, that's part of the that's part of the problem uh, when you're dealing with today's public figures, which is, um, you know, are they, are we talking about you know the the primary news sources? And, and who are those, um, you know, primary news sources, as opposed to, um, you know, the tabloid, what I would call tabloid, truly tabloid sources, um, obviously National Enquirer, um, you know, uh, you want to put TMZ in there or whatever, People Magazine. You know, I, I think, you know, that, that when you're talking about the mainstream traditional uh, news sources, um, I think they have to be careful. Um, and how much they intrude into this issue, because when you say it, I mean, you know, you get in more specifics of what it um, is. I think you're you're crossing that line into, you know, why do we have a right to know what it is and who's defining it? And you could you could take that to uh, any extent you want to. How does you know how does his wife feel about this? Who are you know what exactly happened and when did it happen and all this? I mean, I, I just think it's. I think uh, you're going down a path where you can't really, um, you know, cut it off. And I would just add that's exactly the problem. Other people are defining what the it is already. As you and I speak right now, uh, people are online blogging away about this, and we still don't know what it is. I don't know if transgression means running into a fire hydrant or a tree. I just don't know. No, I think, well, no, I disagree with that. I, I, I think that it's clear we're not talking about running into a tree or, or a fire hydrant. I mean, we, there, there, there was the speculation um, up until today. I think, I think we know but he's provided uh, no facts from his about statement that. that the only facts we're seeing are on TMZ uh, and, and then the mainstream press, which are, which are now reporting on these uh, women coming forward. I, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what the facts are because I haven't no, seen I mean, them. But, but, but what more do you? What more do we have a right to know? I mean, I guess that's an interesting question. What more do we really have a right to know uh, in connection with um, Tiger Woods uh, and his relationship with his wife and or um, other uh, women who who have come forward or who may come forward in the future? You see, I see a, a difference. It's not about our right to know. Um, I'm not saying that you and I have a right to know that the public necessarily has a right to know. I think I think there's actually I, I think there is there is a line of argument that's worth arguing about uh, how he is essentially a public figure trading on his image and and if you are trading on your image then you know your your personal life when it comes becomes public can have an effect. But more importantly, you know, aside from that, I guess what I'm talking about is. Uh, from the point of view, if I were advising Tiger Woods how to get past this moment, my sense is that um, I would be recommending that he's got to put out more details and facts to get past this, because otherwise he's going to have the paparazzi and um, you know all sorts of media trailing him, asking him these questions, even though he's pulled the plug on one tournament, when he shows up at the next one, and if this is his only public statement, there's going to be a frenzy, I think, around that event. Well, Rick, isn't the issue about Rick? Isn't the question really? Uh, do sports celebrities have a lesser right of privacy? Isn't that really the law? Yeah, I mean, I think you you raise an interesting question, which is um, how far um, does well? 
I mean, if you're talking the legal question uh, in terms of what tort liability, in terms of a privacy action, is that what you, is that what you're referring to? Because I I don't think we're I'm not really there yet. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying yes or no that he uh, has a has a necessarily a tort claim of action. He may or may not. Um, you know, I I think, it, and that remains to be seen. You know, what um, the press ends up uh, investigating and or revealing. But I think there's an interesting point raised just a, a minute ago, which is there's this idea that public figures, anything related to their personal life is something that, you know, uh, is fair game. And I, I, I challenge that. I don't, I, I question the underlying basis or rationale as to why um, that, why the private life of a public figure, a professional athlete, um, is something that we have, should know, or how it impacts society and what we do. Well, there are gradations of it, right? I mean, if you're talking about a sports figure who, who is accused of actually committing a crime, which we don't uh, have, what, what happens in their private life is, is I would argue, the domain of um, of, of the public. Um, right. And and you know, again, the question is, why though. should I mean, we have a right to know something? It's not that there's some kind of uh, moral obligation on our part to know all of the the sort of details about somebody's private life, or not sort of, but just personal details about somebody's private. Life. Life, uh, but but when it directly impacts the image that they are projecting, I mean, he is uh, he or any sports figure who is in the um, you know endorsement uh, you know business, they're making serious uh, amounts of money for themselves and for the companies based on an image. Talk about morality clauses within contracts and things; um, they're holding this, themselves out to a certain standard, if only uh, by the company's view. The company wants them in public to have an image that is going to. To promote their products in the most positive way. Right now, um, you know, this is this is information that I think would impact those those contracts in a real, very real way from where the companies are are concerned. Right. Well, that that, that may or may not be true. I mean, it, that's a that's a contractual issue between uh, Tiger Woods and and you know the companies he endorses and and um, you know to the extent they have come out, a lot of them already and, and have said that um, this doesn't affect. Their relationship. Then, then the, the next question is back to where we where we were, which is, well, why then does it have to be all over the front page news every little thing that comes out now going forward? I mean, what's the argument that um, if Nike's okay with it, well, how does it impact us, or why should we know about it? Is it going to is it going to affect whether you buy, you know, uh, golf clubs, Nike golf clubs that have Tiger Woods's name on it? Is that the argument? No, no. It, it is. Uh, it really is. Again, going back to my core point that there is a. Um, there's just an objective issue here. It. It is an issue. That's the problem. It's not that it, there's a reason for why it should or should not be one. I'm not saying that morally there should be one, uh, or business-wise or legally so. I'm just saying it is. It is all over the media, and it's something that's very real that that he uh, has to has to deal with because he is a public figure, and they are talking about him. We're never going to uh, be able to argue to the media that they shouldn't be covering something. Um, I think that once you once you understand that they are covering it, and he's got a serious firestorm going on here that's been building over the last few days, you know, again, as his advisor, if I were his advisor, I would say, I think we really need to, to deal with this to get past this chapter. 
Yeah, I think there's this is I think this is an interesting case um, because Tiger is bringing to light, um, you know, uh, what are what are the privacy rights of a public figure? Um, there seems to be some sentiment that, uh, at least from you know what I read and, and uh, from various columnists and so forth, that some some are arguing that um, you know now he deserves um, some privacy, and I think um, there's a broader issue here in terms of um, you know. What, what, you know, how much leeway are, you know, how much leeway should, um, you know, journalists have in terms of, of the types of uh, stories that they're covering, what they are covering? I mean, I think there is a line there. And I'm not, I'm not sure Tiger Woods, up at this point, anyways, I mean, obviously, the, we'll see what happens going forward here, but anything that's been disclosed by the media right now, I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think we, it's that controversial. I think uh, there's a, there, there are situations, you know, where, where there are um, private matters that are, that are disclosed a lot of times with public figures where you just question, you know, why is that something that's being reported on? And, and, you know, I, the article that you mentioned um, at the beginning of the discussion here that I wrote tort law and journalism ethics, what I, what I do in that article is I, I talk about journalism ethics, uh, which is something that a lot of people tend to um, not even know what what journalism ethics are, <laughs> and and I I I I mean, at a, basically, what you're talking about is a, is an ethical obligation to seek the truth, um, avoid sensationalism and trivia, um, and protect individual privacy interests. And and if you look at all the the news. Uh, organizations, they all have these types of uh, ethics codes. And then the question is, well, what do you do in a situation where, and this is the heart of the issue, these journalism ethics codes directly conflict with um, what the, a lot of what the law says in terms of uh, First Amendment, right? Uh, I mean, in other words, um, under the First Amendment, as long as the press doesn't know they're um, lying, um, they can say uh, they have a lot of protection under the First Amendment in terms of what they can disclose, whereas journalism ethics standards would say, no, that's not true. You have, you have a, a higher duty than that to investigate and verify your sources and um, avoid sensationalism, protect privacy of individuals. Um, and there's a huge conflict there. Um, and, and I think that maybe, you know, if the right case presents itself, that um, courts should look at 21st century news reporting and see that we have a situation today, an economic model in journalism that is, in the way it's being presented, is completely different from the standards that were developed by the courts, uh, you know, in the, in the 1960s, 1970s. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Tiger Woods is, is, is bringing an interesting question forward. What is the, what is the privacy rights, if any, uh, that a public figure um, should have? And, and I guess the challenge is, by the time we resolve this debate, and and, and who knows? I mean, you and I might end up uh, complete in complete agreement on this after after uh, you know arguing this through way long past this show. But um, but at the same time, <laughs> Tiger's image is being uh, you know just completely eviscerated right now. 
um, and he's mm. got to deal with that. And that's and that's I'm just looking at it from a realist standpoint of you know every minute that passes that he doesn't give more details, uh, the drip 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 continues, and more people are are joining the feeding frenzy, and there are more revelations coming out about what's happened. If you were to give, for example, some kind of statement, uh, maybe it's something, and I know that that he uses the website a lot. Maybe it's something that he were to read and he were to agree not to take questions and to just um, you know admit to what he has done. Um, Which you did. You know, and not, mean, uh, mean, not in any great detail. I don't think the public necessarily needs to hear uh, salaciousness, but they need to hear specificity so it doesn't seem like he is uh, being o- oblique or parsing or, uh, or, or trying not to hit the issue on the head. Uh, that may be enough, and then he can assert privacy rights about, about the rest. But I think as a public figure, uh, with the kind of image that he has out there, um, he is not going to get past um, uh, this point to his uh, rehabilitation uh, as 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 Tiger as we've known him, and we may never know him again because you only you know go through this kind of crucible hopefully once. Um, he won't get past this point and get that um, opportunity. I I do think that at some point uh, there will be a more detailed statement. I mean, just you know, you can look at lots of examples from the political world. And the John Edwards example is is one where there was really a direct falsehood, you know, direct lie told to the American people um, and and the media about what was going on uh, with his own um, you know extramarital affair, um, and uh, you know that that is one where where finally it all came out, and you know then the media moves on. That's that's an example of I think. Um, uh, what could be happening here until the point that, uh, you know, Tiger uh, gives a little bit more detail about what happened. Rick and, and Josh, we need to take a short break and we will be back in a moment after this commercial break. And we'll discuss more about an individual's right to privacy. Imagine how much easier managing your practice would be if your practice management software was web-based. Your practice would be available anywhere you have an internet connection, completely secure, backed up continuously, and most importantly, easy to use, allowing you to spend your valuable time building your practice instead of managing technology. Start simplifying your practice today with Clio. Sign up for a free, fully functional 30-day trial at www.goclio.com. Use promotional code L2L for a 25% discount. Don't miss out on the latest in new media marketing opportunities for your firm. Contact Deb Kernan at 781-551-9960 and learn all about the Web 2.0 revolution. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We're back with Attorney Joshua Galper. He's a partner in Orrick Harrington's Washington, D.C. office. And Richard T. Karcher, he's a director of... Center for Law and Sports at Florida Coastal School of Law. One of the things we haven't talked about so far, gentlemen, is isn't it in Tiger's best interest to just be quiet and let this whole thing just blow over and not make a big deal out of it and see if he can keep the media at a distance? I'm sorry, Josh, did have have you um, read his statement today? Yeah, I just I, I took a quick look at it before the show, and I just looked at it again. I've got it up. I think it's absolutely the first you know right step in the right direction. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that because your last statement that you were making it, it I, I think that he his detailed statement that he gave in writing on on his website that's been published uh, to the world right now. Um, you know, I, I don't know how you can get into 
anything further than that or expect anything more than that. And I guess that was my last question is, um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, he's, he's done as, as much as he can do or as much as can be expected of him to do in this situation. Um, and so I guess I would turn it over to Josh after reading his uh, statement, what more should he be expected to do um, than what he's already said. Um, I guess here's here's what I'm concerned about. We've already had, and uh, you know, a couple of women come forward over overnight and through today, and um, you know that that is something that's going to help to to snowball this story even more. I'd like to see how this statement plays into the media's view uh, of those revelations. You know, my sense is they're going to want to get their hands on whatever uh, text messages or voicemails. Um, you know, in, in more detail, I've, I've only seen, I guess, a couple of them out there. I got to think that some will not rest until they get, you know, the full story from these folks. There might be people looking to sell their stories, um, you know, to, to media that pay for them. Um, and, and I do think he's going to have to keep uh, dealing with that. It may mean that he has to uh, use the word uh, affair and, and regret that, that he was involved with that. What I don't know is if the, if the code within this statement, if it's enough at this point, it's fresh, it just came out, I have no idea. But it's certainly a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I, I don't think, I think transgressions or, or whatever, I, you know, I, I think he's pretty much, uh, people will be satisfied that uh, uh, with what he has said and, and that he's admitted it. And, and then the question is, okay, uh, are, do people want more probing of this or they want to they leave him alone? Um, do you think uh, the media is going to want to leave him alone? What's that? Do you think the media is going to want to leave him oh, alone? Okay. Well, yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a great point. And my response to that, quite frankly, is I don't, I mean, I, it'd be interesting to, to talk to a Tiger about this, but maybe he just doesn't care. I mean, and, and what I mean by that, you I mean, it, right. sounds strange. Right. it sounds strange for me to say he doesn't care. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, perhaps there, you know, his um, relationship with his family and his wife is more important than what the press does or thinks. I mean, there there are other issues here that he may say, you know what, um, this is how I'm going to handle it. This is how I've decided I'm going to handle it. And what the media does is is quite frankly out of his control. And I don't do not think that by getting up and talking anymore um, about this and and answering questions, I think that takes him down a more detrimental path. Um, in not only with his own relationship with his wife, but also in terms of how uh, the public would view that, because then they're, they're going to scrutinize how he answered those questions. Um, now, can he come back the next golf tournament and play well on the golf course? Um, you know, in light of, of all of this, and 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 in light of the press who will continue, you know, they will continue to ask questions about this. Um, you know, months from now, um, can he ignore it like he has done things in the past with respect to, you know, personal uh, issues and, and still play well on the golf course? And if, if he does that well, I think, um, I think he's going to be okay. What does society need to do to forgive uh, Tiger? What does Tiger need to do to get society's forgiveness for this? I mean, for that matter, you know, we've already talked about what it is and we don't really know, but... He, Josh, in your experience, isn't it something that society needs to just kind of let this go to be able to get some ownership of and then let it just happen? 
Well, I guess the, the textbook example, um, you know, is, is when the public figure uh, confesses slash, uh, you know, apologizes, takes responsibility, shows the public that they feel remorse about something. And, and this could be about a personal failing. It could be about a, a company that is accused of wrongdoing. It turns out to be true. They, they, they are accountable. They take responsibility. They take the right action uh, to go forward and get past it. Um, you know, Rick just mentioned, I think, a very important thing, which is people will be paying attention to how he plays golf. People love to watch him play golf. Um, and, and if they see him uh, being a success, doing what he does best out there, um, I, I think that uh, you know America loves um, a, a comeback in many ways or rehabilitation. And that's one way that he'd be able to uh, to certainly get past this as well. And, and I think you know a building block of this is this statement that came out today. Is um, you know th- this as a uh, first first step. You know the question is is there more that he needs to say here to get to that point where the public accepts that this public figure has taken some responsibility and will then respect uh, the call for, for privacy. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, and I know that we, we have a disagreement about that uh, on this show, but, uh, you know, his performance on the course will, will I think, uh, be a factor. Can I uh, throw something in there? I think this is uh, uh, something that um, we should at least talk about because you brought it up, um, Josh, about the uh, John Edwards, right? Um, I think there's a distinction when you're talking about a political candidate. Um, Now, now I know that we tend to throw public figures in in the same uh, boat with public um, officials. And when you're talking about high-ranking public officials who we are electing uh, to serve our interests and um, in a governmental capacity, I think there is there's there's an important piece there which which goes to their trust. Can you trust these people? What's their integrity? How are they going to handle themselves on a daily basis in handling our affairs as 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 society? Um, you can't you don't have that same situation with a public figure. Um, How about endorsements? You know, we don't elect them. They are public figures because of the great things that they do, um, because of the great talent that they have, whether you're talking about a, an entertainer or an athlete. Um, and so then, then the, the connection between you know, our need to know these types of things becomes more tenuous. And, and while I've heard the argument um, regarding um, you know, that, that, that these athletes make lots of money in, in terms of endorsements and so forth, um, I think it's more, more of a tenuous connection there. I, 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 you know, I don't think that um, Tiger Woods is getting endorsements uh, for the most part, for the most part, he's getting them because he's an excellent golfer. And the reason he makes all of his money is because of his, his playing skills on the course. Rick, I need to interrupt you for just a moment. We've pretty much reached the end of the program. And at this point, we need to take a moment to get your final thoughts and wrap up with your contact information. So if you could uh, sum up uh, what you've been saying and, and what your thoughts are about how this is going to move forward and then give our listeners your contact information, that would be great. Sure, sure. Uh, my one last point is that I do think it, it starts at the same place, which is about image and trust in that image, whether it's in the political context or uh, the endorsement. You know, the, 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 every person, citizen, looking to uh, buy products because somebody has endorsed them, I think it comes from the same place. But I think that... Um, uh, you know, my 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 main point has been that that transparency and um, g- giving up some of the details that the media has been clamoring for is something that uh, would be best for. 
uh, for Tiger Woods to do to, to get past this. And I'm not talking about salacious details, but taking responsibility. As we've seen this statement come up, he's already taken uh, the first step in that direction. The jury's out, though, about whether or not there will be more, because I guarantee you the media will be uh, looking for other, uh, I think, uh, mistresses and other details, salacious details, that whether we like it or not, uh, they will be covered, uh, whether it's by mainstream uh, media or by um, online media, however you um, you know characterize them, that will be out there. It will continue. And, and from his point of view, uh, it, in some way, it, it probably needs to be uh, it needs to be dealt with. And already he's taken the first step in that. My contact uh, number, uh, my my email is probably easiest is jgalper at auric. J G A L P E R at Oric.com. Uh, and this was uh, great to be with you, Rick, and with you, Craig. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Let's get your final thoughts. Uh, just uh, real quick. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Tiger has, at this point, anyways, um, as of today, um, I can't speak to anything that uh, in the future what uh, may or may not come out, but um, as of right now, he's done, uh, he's gone further than a step in the right direction. I think he's done uh, everything or anything that um, uh, anybody could expect of him. Um, I think he's up to this point handled um, the situation um, in, a, in a positive way, is the best that he that it, that he could and and um you know it, it's from the standpoint of um uh you know broader uh, issue here um beyond just Tiger Woods I think I think that the Tiger Woods uh, case right now is is an interesting one to follow because it's it, it in my view it's it's bringing to light more of the question regarding what right do we have what public what right does the public have um to the, the privacy of, um, you know, a public figure, uh, and, and more specifically, um, you know, athletes. So, um, I Great. really Rick, can we get your contact information? Sure. Uh, my phone number is, uh, 904-680-7743. And, uh, as you said, I'm a law professor at Florida Coastal School of Law, and it was a pleasure to be on the show today. Great. Well, thank you, gentlemen, very much. And that does it for this week's Lawyer to Lawyer. Remember, to our listeners, you can check out all of our Lawyer to Lawyer shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. I'd like to extend a very special thanks to our two guests today for being with us on the Legal Talk Network. And you can also find all of our Legal Talk Network shows on iTunes as well. We'll be back again next week to discuss another great legal topic. And when you want legal, think Lawyer to Lawyer. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. Every week, a new legal topic that you won't want to miss. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.